this world that's filled with so much noise and information, how do we really stand out and be who we were really meant to be? In this podcast, we focus on injecting you with positivity, optimism, and strategies all centered around helping you be who you were always meant to be in business and life. Be inspired to show up in your own skin to learn strategies, habits, and skills from others as we share our own life journeys and stories. There's no other you, and you know yourself better than anyone else. So be prepared to take away habitual tidbits, tactics that will encourage you to pursue and live your life, not the one others want you to live. Welcome to Stand Out Be You, where you don't have to be perfect, you just have to be you. Welcome to Stand Out Be You. This is Tequila Goddard, and I am already laughing before I can even get started. And so excited to have this guest on our show and for you to hear from her. I have Kat Stansick, and we're just going to go with, during this episode, Kat. Boom, yep. that's it. Because if you go visit her website and you see anything with her, everything is exploding. Uh, she is a business mentor. She helps high-achieving parent entrepreneurs get out of overwhelm and focus more on action in order to level up their business so they can enjoy what you guys know I love the most, spending more time with your family and friends. Kat, welcome to Stand Out for You. Please fill in the gaps and tell us a little bit more about you. Oh, me? Well, it is my favorite topic. Um, We are always our favorite topic. Um, What about me? So I have a lot of experience in corporate and tech startups and nonprofits, and it just wasn't good enough, right? Um, I got my MBA because that was going to make me so much money, and I would have all this financial freedom. And that didn't happen. <laughs> so when I've had enough, basically, it was like, I, I, I want to do something that I'm passionate about, that, that fuels me, right? That has that impact. Um, I actually decided on my own to hire a life coach. And through that process, right, I practice what I teach. I realized that being a coach was something that I could potentially do and, you know, kind of went balls to the wall, invested $10,000 in a program without knowing too, too much, right? I mean, it just was a gut instinct, just kind of went with it and realized that I was really, really good at <laughs> doing this. And then just practice, 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 got clients any way I could. Um, and then just, you know, continue to do personal development. And now you see the star, right? Pun on the, my, my backdrop is the birth of a star. So yes, if you guys can <laughs> see this big explosive, I thought it was explosion, but she said it's a birth of a star. Yeah. If you were to visit her website, it completely matches it. And Kat, you just said that you came from the corporate background mm-hmm. and now you're helping individuals online. We talked a little bit of primarily your audience. Is it only parents? For the most part, it's really parents. And so, I mean, that's part of niching down, right, is there's always outliers, right? There's always people who feel who want to work with me because they love my energy and they love what I am about. But my specific niche is really women with masculine energy, right? They they want to get into action. They're ready to go. They, they're action takers already. It's just that they're kind of actioning all over the place and not really focused on what they're doing. And then the other is are, are men who have feminine energy because, look, for real, you need to be able to take or advice and direction from a woman. <laughs> so you're going to need some feminine energy to be willing to open up and to talk a little, right? Um, but my people 
they want the tough love. And that's what I always deliver. Um, I actually was just on a call with a prospect today and she was telling me this story and I looked at her and I just said, yes, right? Like you're just complete, you're saying what's safe. And she looked at me and she goes, I can't believe you just said that. I really respect you for that to be able. And that's kind of my superpower, which is to be able to cut through all of the bullshit and really be able to look at you in the eyes and tell you that the truth is and use that as a kind of propelling mechanism to get into focus action so that you can get bigger results in your business because it is about narrowing down your focus so that you can do more in less time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we were talking a little bit, if the listeners didn't get to join us in our conversation before here, you missed out. <laughs> uh, yeah, they missed out on a lot. You were telling me more about how individuals and it's what stand out be you. The underlying layer is we get out here and we get so lost because of all the information. And I love where you were going with that and what you were saying based on how you actually reel individuals back in and have them focus. Yeah. Everyone's shouting. <laughs> you go on Facebook and you're like, Oh my God, like there's <laughs> so much going on. Everyone's trying to buy for your attention and they're offering you this free thing and that free thing. And everything is so amazing. And all these wonderful results, you know, make $10 million in two hours. Right. Obviously not <laughs> exactly. like, everyone is making these big promises and they're wanting your attention and they just, they want your email to be able to you know, opt you in and, and start delivering stuff. And people get stuck in this cycle of consuming information, right? If I just learn this one thing, if I just implement, if I just use this strategy or if I learn what they did, then I can you know, level up in my business. And where people fall short is they stay in a place of consuming information and never actually implement and that is a truth that's going to hit a lot of people who are listening right now because it is about implementing what you learn and not staying in a state of overwhelmed of consuming so much information that you can't actually action any of it. A lot of times people are teaching things that are working for them, but they're not teaching you what you need to know at the level that you're at, right? So if they're making $10,000 in, in five days, right? It's because they've done certain things to build a list, to build an audience. To, they've nurtured certain people. They've created that no like, and trust factor. If you're coming into this in a newer state, or if you haven't built that no like, and trust factor, that strategy isn't going to work for you. And people just don't get that. They don't really necessarily want to look at something and see it for the truth that it is. You know, we've all had that boyfriend that like hindsight was like, what did I see in him? And it's that rose colored glasses sometimes when you see, oh, look at this person who I look up to and they're doing this. So I'm just going to do the same thing. You know, it's kind of like, ah, it's not necessarily what you need to do. You have those rose colored glasses on. And this is exactly why you and I are here today on this podcast is I did enter back into this world and I, I'm not new to it, but I thought, wow, what is going on? And with social media, with the changing fast forward, you know, even over the, five, the last five years, individuals are just six figure, seven figure, six figure, seven figure. That's yeah. a lot of what you see when you enter in our particular world with working with clients and things like that, because it's even in my world, like you mentioned on social media, and it's how do you get out of that? You have to really put on the blinders and have mm -hmm. distractions. Yeah, exactly. and, I, and I love that you said that if I subscribe to a webinar oh, yeah. <laughs> and I don't attend it, 
I turn around and I just unsubscribe. I see people with like 2,821 unread emails and I'm like, oh my God, like all of a sudden I start like getting like, I can't handle that. I like to have a clean inbox. I like to sort my things. I'm a little OCD that way. But if I have like 10 emails coming in from like 10 different people on every day of the week, right? So that's 50 different people emailing me emails. I get stuck, right? In this place of, well, let me read, let me peruse, let me see what they're saying. And it's a huge time waster. Now, because I do marketing, I do subscribe to certain people to see what they're saying in terms of getting ideas, because these are people up the ladder for me even, and they're using techniques that they've researched time on. And this is a leveraged skill, right? Which is, okay, they're talking about certain things. I look at it for a structure. How are they organizing their email? Like, how is it that, you know, they start off with a story here, then they do a pain point here. You know, are they shifting this, this process up because they're going to be more in tune with things than not maybe I would because they're better marketers than I am. And I admit where I'm not at, right? I'm not there yet. I will be, but you got to recognize that you can't compare yourself. Like I can't compare myself to Tony Robbins, right? I can compare myself to Tony Robbins 20 years ago. So when I look at what he's doing now, I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep that as a potential strategy to eventually use. I'm not necessarily going to use it right now. So that's one way of having content to help grow your business. But if you have content in terms of learning this strategy or attending this webinar and you don't actually thing with it, then it's not an opportunity. It's just something that's going to distract you. It's not something that's aligned to what's going to help you grow your business right now. I always say the number one is the most profitable number that you can ever know. One goal, one strategy, one metric to measure it by. And you focus on that for 90 days. Yes, I love it. I love it. Because it's just so much. One of the things like you open up and if you're following that person and all of a sudden you see that they post, I just made $20,000 today. And you're like, what? How can I do that? And then I see people immediately run to that particular person Mm -hmm. without understanding what's happening behind the scenes. And I get to work with clients and I see, and I know that they're making this money. However, I know the behind the scenes of what it takes to get there. And working with clients, I'm like, listen, you have to start here and you have Mm -hmm. to grow to get there. Yeah. And I mean, I work with people who make lots of money in their business. Mm -hmm. Right. And I've worked in the past with people just starting up and there is a different mindset, right? There's a different, um, place that you are in terms of your relationship with money, because when you're in a place where you have some, you look at money differently, right? Like mm-hmm. when, you know, there's Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? If this is basic, you know, stuff that we all studied in high school and stuff like that in college. And if you're stuck in a place where you don't have your basic needs met, where you're worried about paying rent or your mortgage, where you're worried about where you're going to get food, if you're worried about how you're going to pay your bills, your relationship with money is different than when you're worried about, okay, um, you know, I've got housing and food and, and, and lodging and all that taken care of. And you're like, okay, do I send my kid to private school? Do I not? That's a different money relationship. And so those things need to be taken into account too, in terms of how you stand out and what strategy you're going to use to stand out because investing in a hundred thousand dollar mastermind, when you don't know how you're going to meet next month's rent, right? Not necessarily the right strategic move. (laughs) And I've seen people do that. Like that's the thing is because this is what I hate is this, Hey, invest in yourself when you don't have money to pay rent, like go out and get a 0% APR credit card. No, don't go out and get a 0% APR credit card. If you don't have a way to pay your rent, (laughs) no, I'm telling you right now, I don't even want to talk to you. Follow, get digest my free stuff. right? Right. And then when you're in a place where you've covered your basics and you know what you're doing, and you've gotten some clarity in your business, then 
start talking about investing in a different way in your business, right? Yeah. Now you're working with families and you're working with the parents. Have you seen them really shift their mindset? Because mindset has a lot to do with trying to have all this happen. What's been your experience with that? Business is 80% mindset and 20% skill set, right? All the gurus, you know, gurus, I hate that word, but they all talk about that. Um, Mm -hmm. And so the biggest shift that I've seen with parents and what they're wanting to do is there's, so there's two components. One is, especially with moms, it's the mom guilt, which is when they're with their kids, they're partially plugged in still, right? They're still working, they're on their phones, they're not really in the moment. And then when they're working, they're like, oh man, I just want to spend more time with my kids, right? And so it's about setting the boundaries and putting in place the systems, um, simplifying what it is that you really need to be focusing on in your business. Because the biggest mindset issue that I run across is this need to do so much. You don't need to do everything. You don't need to do everything in your business, right? You're wasting time and money by being super involved in your business versus working on your business. There's a lot of mindset, like minefields, right? So many minefields. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot to overcome and that's fine, right? Like we all have them. You want to work with someone who's overcome them and who still falls into the trap sometimes, right? Like no one's perfect. Those are the kind of mindset things that I'm seeing. And every mom who's an entrepreneur, for the most part, is doing this to create a better life for their kids. And we're going to die if we stay in corporate, right? Like it's like, oh my God. Oh, it's slow, painful death, slow my roast. I can't stand this anymore. Um, you know, and so you've got to find a way to be able to cross the bridge. And if it's staying in your job for a while, fine. If it's doing two different things, fine, right? Like just figure out what's going to work for you. And the biggest thing is, is commit. Mm-hmm. Really fully commit. Like don't half-ass it. You don't see gold medalist winning the Olympics because they half-assed it. You got to go full ass, right? Like put your butt out there, (laughs) get into (laughs) it and do it. Right. And that doesn't mean committing to everything because you'll get nothing done. Right. But being really laser focused on what are the things you're truly committing to do in your business and go, go for it. Yeah. I wanted to get into the next part here is how did you get started in all of this? Yeah. So there's different entry points, right? In terms of how you get started. So everything I've done has led me to this. Even when I decided that this is what I wanted to do, there were still layers of clarity that needed to be achieved, right? And I still experiencing them to the point where, you know, I had another epiphany. I wouldn't call it, this wasn't less of an epiphany. It was more of a course correction. Mm-hmm. Um, even yesterday, right? Like you're just, it's constantly tweaking and testing things and putting yourself out there in a big way and seeing what lands. And I mean, that's what this is all about is standing out. Right. And mm-hmm. so many of us are afraid to really put our neck out there. Right. And be really visible because, yeah. you know, you totally get triggered of you're going to get rejected. No one's going to buy. I'm being too much of something. Right. If that resonates for anybody, we've all been told, you know, be quiet. You're too loud or your laugh is too big or you talk too much or insert whatever too much. Right. Yes. And when we stand out, we're being too much mm-hmm. and you have to kind of say too much is good be too much and be willing to too much into a door <laughs> right? and fall and say, okay, there's a boundary there. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to course correct. And I'm going to be a little too much on this side of it. Right. So there's no real place where it started. It just, it's all been an evolutionary process. But a lot of times when you don't know where to start, 
check in with what doesn't feel good. What are the things that you don't like doing? Because at least you know that much. If you don't know exactly what you love doing, you definitely know what you don't like doing. And you talked about it when your son said, hey, you could be a cook and you yes. slapped him, right? Like, yeah. no, that's not what I'm doing. And you had a real reaction to that. Yes, absolutely. It's the reason why I'm here because I'm like, listen, I'm cooking for you because I love you. But I had a background behind all of this <laughs> before I became mom and right. now in life. Going back to us as women, we have to stay mm. true to that and we have to connect back to our deeper parts of who we are. Yeah, and that we're enough, right? That we're worth it. Because a lot of us, um, especially as mom, right? We are in a constant state of sacrifice. Staying up late at night, some of us breastfed, some of us didn't. Once that baby's born, you start the cycle of real sacrifice. Like once you start being in a relationship with someone else, you start the cycle of sacrifice. And you tend to lose yourself in all that, right? And we talked a little bit right beforehand about mom guilt, right? And part of the sacrifice is, is that mom guilt. And it pops up when you start doing something for yourself, right? And then you self-sabotage it. You go into a massage and you start thinking about all the things you should be doing or your to-do list. And it's just like, dude, you're just totally wasting that really good massage. Yeah, yeah. But you know, but when we really align ourselves and we get on the right path and on the right track, that's when it all feels good. Mm -hmm. Tell me, when did it all make sense to you? When did you know that this was what Kat had to do? That seed was first planted after I took my first coaching session in my training where basically, and I really love this part of the coaching program that I was in, was we learned a concept and they said, okay, go do it. And we practiced with the people in the room that were in the same program. And the people that I practiced with were like, like oh my God, you're so good. And, it, and there was this, it's almost like a hum, your hair stands up on your arms and you have this like high energy and you're in this moment with this person potentially changing their life for the better, right? And enabling them and allowing them, inviting them to live louder and bigger and better, to be a better version of themselves. And I was like, oh my God, this is how I can have an impact in the world. This is going to be my legacy. I'm going to help other people show up better. And they're going to help their clients show up better. And that's going to have this huge ripple effect. And that's when I was like, I have to do this. My husband noticed a difference. My family noticed a difference. I started showing up in the world in a different way. I started showing up in my corporate job at the time in a different way. And I actually started being more successful in my corporate job because I had unleashed and have found and tapped into this passion. That's awesome. When everything lines up, it just, it makes us feel so centered. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like when you see your baby sleeping, mm -hmm. you have this feeling and you're like, oh, it's all worth it. When you see that child blissfully sleeping like an angel, right? All the tantrums, all the heartache, all the spit up, yeah. <laughs> all the wiping of the butts, right? Like in that moment, you're like, this is why it's worth being a parent. And when you find that feeling with the work that you're doing outside of being a parent, right? In your day to day, in terms of your profession, you have that same feeling of, oh my God, this is worth it. This is amazing. And I get to do this. It's, it's a choice. You know, I don't have to go toil in the sun and be a farmer, right? I don't have to go and be a trash man. All totally legit and worthwhile professions, but I get to choose. It's not like I had to go do that in order to provide for my family. I'm in this place of choice and it's so empowering when you're in that place. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Tell me a time that you felt 
out of line, like you felt like we talked about this a little bit earlier, like rejection, but trying to make all of this work and trying to make it happen. But with you working with parents that are trying to be entrepreneurs, we talk mm. a little bit is the rejection is hard. And it happens all the time. That's the yeah. sucky part. You have to have a thick skin to be an entrepreneur, right? You have to be willing to consistently put yourself out there and be rejected. And one of the best techniques that I learned about how to handle this is when you put an offer out, don't write any of it. Don't create the program. Don't do anything until someone buys it. Mm-hmm. Then when someone buys it, get your ass in gear and deliver, right? <laughs> and so, you know, you do things like you say, okay, I'm going to sell this and it's going to start next week kind of thing. So that then you have that time to be able to create it unless you've already created it before. But when you're doing these new things and you're putting yourself out there, do it in a big way so that you learn quickly, right? You know, it's like fail fast, fail as quickly as you can. So you can get up and keep moving forward because one, you're not going to feel the pain as much because you're not going to just wallow in it. You don't want to have spent three months creating a program and then no one buys it and you can, can get back up and move again. Right. And you kind of, you're quick on your feet, right? Like do a little Muhammad Ali, you know, sting like, I can never say it right. Fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee yeah. kind of thing. Right. And you're just, you're dancing around and you're saying, okay, boom, I took a knock, get back up, get back in the game and start going. Yeah, absolutely. And you have to put on that suit of armor and, and know that it's not about it's you. It's not about you. It's business. How many people have emailed you asking you to buy something and you didn't buy? Yeah. Right? Think about that. How many people have emailed you and you said, nah, I'm good. Well, was it personal? No, it was business. It wasn't aligned to what you needed right now. It is not personal. It's business. And if it's not what they need right now, it may be later, right? So a no is never a no. It's just an opportunity for a future yes. Well said. Kat, who has inspired you? You are like a ball. Of- <laughs> who inspired you to be you? Who's inspired me? Well, I mean, it definitely starts off with my mom. My mom was a great role model in terms of being a fighter. I have five sisters, so there were a lot of us. And so she was the breadwinner in the family. So that was that independent woman. You can do anything you, you want, right? And then, um, you know, reading and personal development, Fabian Fredrickson was someone who inspired me a lot. My peers who've done different things. I find inspiration in books. I mean, I write in books all the time. I underline stuff and I'm sorry. I just think that books should totally be, I mean, not library books, but my books, if I bought them and I find something inspirational, the mere fact of underlining it helps it create a neural pathway in my brain, right? It resonates it more and I can go back to it. I find inspiration in my daughters. They're amazing and they're such good energy. Everywhere I look, if you want to find inspiration, you can. So people specifically, yeah, Fabian Fredrickson was great. I mean, all the people, Allie Brown, um, Abraham Hicks, Esther Hicks, right? Tomorrow I'm actually going to go see Deepak Chopra. You know, it's a constant investment and engagement. And again, the five people you are closest to, are going to influence how you show up in the world. So you've got to look out for who you're actually hanging out with because they can either elevate you or drag you down. Absolutely. Look at your circles. <laughs> yep. Yes. Kat, so tell me, where do you see yourself going? Because now you've started the business, you've shared with us your story, you're helping to change the story of families um, mm-hmm. by way of the parents. Where do you see all of this going? Yeah, I've taken tons of assessments um, and stuff like that. And and I'm going to be like that Tony Robbins Oprah level. I'm not afraid to dream big. I'm not afraid to do the work. I've never been afraid of hard work. I actually put upfront effort into being lazy, right? So <laughs> leveraging my time so that I can, like this year I took five vacations, right? Because it's what makes sense for me. And all of the assessments I've taken, 
you know, if people are familiar with strength finders, all five of my strengths are in influencing. I've taken the wealth dynamics assessment and I'm a star, which is where Oprah and Tony Robbins lie in terms of their um, presence. Um, I am meant to do that widespread movement um, and to create empowerment for people and to really implement. And here's the difference is to implement the change so that they're doing it in the room in that next week, in the next month, in the year, and feel empowered to continue to improve themselves in their business. So great. So Kat, tell me, how can individuals, if they want to find out more about you, they want to connect with you, where can they go in order to learn more about Kat? Absolutely. Well, so anyone can visit my website, which is actionincubator.com. Action Incubator is all about action going in so profits can come out, right? So it is about increasing your bottom line. Let's be real. <laughs> um, but also about you know decreasing overwhelm and things like that. Uh, and you can find me in my Facebook group, Driven Action. I'm on media platform. So if you just Google, you know, Kat Stancic, you will find me. I don't play hidden very well. So (laughs) absolutely. And everyone listening, I will link all of that in the show notes so that you have it. Kat, do you have any other final words for us? Because we've enjoyed having you on the show and having your energy here as everyone, if you could see her, she's a ball of energy, but I know if you could hear her, you'd hear the energy as well. (laughs) Any final parting words for everyone listening? Yeah, I always kind of leave with this because we are a version of our clients and what we've struggled with is what we're either helping our clients overcome or what they've overcome or sometimes get triggered by. And so I always say, especially as a mom and an entrepreneur, if dads too, right, it's not limited to anyone, is you're worth it. You're worth the time, you're worth the energy, you're worth the investment, um, making sure that you don't lose yourself in your life. Um, because ultimately at the end of the day, you are the most important person in your life. And so if you take care of you, you can take care of a lot more people. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Kat, this next part of the show, I'd like to take us into personality and not that you've not already given us a load of personality. I just like to ask these questions so that we can dive a little bit deeper into you and who you are. So totally. Tell me, what would you reflect back and tell your 10-year-old self about life? Mm, It's going to get worse before it gets better. (laughs) Um, I had a hard life growing up. I mean, I was middle class, and it wasn't one of where I had to worry about what food I was going to eat and all that. But a lot of things happened to me, things I didn't manifest, things that, you know, that a lot of people don't need to go through. But those things are the things that help me be the person I am today. And it's what's going to help me connect better to people and help them have their own better life. So if you're experiencing any kind of struggle, it's always worth it because it's a story you can weave in to help you connect to other people in your business. Um, So what I would tell my younger self is, is that it, it gets worse before it gets better. But when it gets better, it's going to be amazing. Well said. And what's the farthest city that you've ever traveled to from your birth city? I've been all over the world. I've been to China is probably the furthest that I've been, which is on the other side of the world. But I've traveled all over. I'm actually Franco-American. So my father's French and my mom's American. So I've been all over Europe, China. And that's the furthest, I guess, on the same longitude because Beijing is is roughly on the same longitude. But I haven't done too much. um, I've been to Canada as as far north as I've gone. I've been to a few places in Mexico on a cruise. But I do, I would love to, to, I love going to new places. It's the traveling part that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> especially when you have the kids if you're traveling with the entire yeah, makes it yeah that makes it suck even more yeah. <laughs> this next one is fun if you could be any animal in the world what animal would you be and why mm. 
There's so many animals I would be. So, you know, you have your totem spirit animals and, and things like that. And I have two, one's a frog and one's an owl. Mm-hmm. Um, my maiden name actually means little bear. Um, so it's interesting about that. And then there's the like, black panther, you know, white tiger because of, you know, the cat thing. So actually I would choose to um, be able to transform into any one of those, right? To be like in Moana, the the demigod yeah. Maui, right? Has his hook and he can change it into any of those. So I would be Maui and I could change into any one of them that I want at any given time because I, I don't like being... I don't like to commit to one thing <laughs> other than my, other than my husband and my kids. I don't want to commit to anything. Yes. <laughs> right. And I talk about commitment, right? But when it comes yeah. to this. <laughs> oh, we, oh, we are who we are. Mm. And this final one, because we really were saying that we're going to lose your last name part, but I want you to tell me more of the story behind your name. So Stancic is my husband's last name and his father is of Slovakian descent and his mother is actually Cuban. My maiden name Orsini is actually Corsican and Corsicans invented the mafia and revenge. So don't fuck with me. Um, (laughs) And that my last name means little bear. Um, And so I always, you know, kind of thought it would be, if I ever got a tattoo, it would, um, it would probably be like a bear claw. um, And then like two little bears for my little girls or something like that um so that's the origin of those so wow well Kat it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show to bring all of the excitement and energy that you brought on (laughs) individuals if you want to connect with Kat again I'm going to link everything in the show notes and it's been a pleasure Kat thanks for coming on and spending time with us absolutely and I have a free gift if that's okay for me absolutely share it So it's my website, www.actionincubator.com forward slash the number three and shifts. So as in I drive a stick shift, it's an S at the end. So actionincubator.com forward slash three shifts. Thank you for sharing that with us. Remember everyone to stand out, be you, and that you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be you. And until next time, see you on the next episode.